0: for the Lord is forever. Ooh, I don't know who needed to hear that. I sure did. Well, anyways, chapter 43 is my favorite. Clara, do you want to know why it's my favorite? Why? Because God reminds Israel, don't fear. Don't fear. <laughs> Throw it out the window. <laughs> Not because everything's going to be peachy, clean, and amazing, but because we belong to him. If this is Club Yahweh, Jesus is the bouncer. <laughs> we just say our names at the door and we get in. No cover fee. It's already been paid. <laughs> Full bar. <laughs> You're no kidding. you remove the bar bar. I mean the wine <laughs> You got bread and wine <laughs> all night long. <laughs> Bread and wine, that is hilarious, that is so funny. Um, um, just, like, just like endless, like, you know, brunch? Yeah, bottomless, <laughs> bottomless, bottomless wine! wine. <laughs> Ooh! Hey, Father, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. So, what story are we getting into this week? Ooh, that one is rich. Okay, call back later. You guys, this week, we're going to be talking about how we survive exile. Mm -hmm. Welcome to another episode of Bible (laughs) Stories with me, Brianda. Brianda. And on the side here, we have Miss Clara having difficulties with her chair while I'm introducing the show. I'm sorry. I'm
1: battling because...
0: Literally, you're wrestling. I'm wrestling with God. You're wrestling with that chair. (laughs) It's what's happening. I'm
1: sorry. How are you, mama?
0: I'm okay. I've seen better days, but I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. You look gorgeous. Uh, You're th- glamorous. Uh, thank you. I decided to mask my internal chaos with a little black tie or cocktail hour dress. Hey, it uh, is good. it's a good solution. Some people
1: throw themselves into drinking so or drugs.
0: Ooh, no, so. none of that anymore. I love that in 2000. 2000- uh, last week uh, <laughs> um oh yeah, Oh, that, that this past weekend we were in Los Angeles I know and I we had the premiere of the film. It was such an epic night, so 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 mm-hmm. awesome. I had uh alcoholic beverages yes, I had three but but listen, I had three there were hours between each each drink, okay, yeah. Well, what they don't know is that the event lasted
1: pretty much all day. So three drinks on an event throughout all day
0: is not that, you know. Right. Three drinks throughout the span of six hours. More. More than six hours. More than six. So, uh, yeah, we fall. We fumble and we fall. I fall, I fell. It's a once in a lifetime, mama. I know. It's your first premiere. Like, there's not going to be another first. I know. And I was so, like, on edge Not even on edge. It's so too many people, so many stimulants. Y'all, I fell, but I needed it because who knows who I would have been without it. I just needed something to like take the edge off. Here's Mm -hmm. some photos. Clara, very nice. Clara, oh, also shout out to Clara, Mm -hmm. her uh, business ventures. Uh, I got nailed by CC. (laughs) I still still have her nails. Is this the, we're on the close up here? here? Look at these. She did my nails. These are from the event. Obviously, they don't match my outfit right now. But how sweet is my little muffin? (laughs) Your nails on the red carpet. I know. Thank you so much. I love you. I'm
1: about to start calling myself a red carpet manicurist. You should.
0: (laughs) You absolutely should, my dear. Um, How was it for you? What was it like? uh, What was the whole experience? Oh, it was so exciting.
1: You know, I was like a little kid. Like, it was so exciting. From doing your nails to being able to be there with you to experiencing um, a premiere for the first time. Um, also, I feel like it's something so foreign to where I come from. Like, you don't have these things. Or at least you don't have easy access to this type of things. So it
0: was like, being in a movie myself, you know, like, woo Yeah. So, yeah also, shout really cool. out to Bible Babe Vanessa and yep. uh, Bible Babe Izzy for coming and mm-hmm. seeing uh, um, to seeing the film. It's so sweet yeah. to have, like, your supporters, like, support what you do outside of. I know,
1: like coming out of their day to come there, just to, that's like, wow. So
0: sweet. They didn't have to do that. How awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, also, my mom was there. My mom finally got to see me on screen for the first time and she didn't hate it. I'm, I was excited
1: to meet your mom as well. I know. What are your thoughts on mama? Oh, she's hilarious. Do you know I love
0: some mama? Yeah, I know. She's a sweetie pie. Yeah. She, um, she. The, the, funny enough, the press photos came out I don't know how the heck she felt. Found- my mom is so I don't even know what's going on on my mom's end of the phone because she hasn't been telling me anything. <laughs> but I'm getting like random messages from family members out the wazoo <laughs> that I've never even spoken to, and it's by way of la prima quinta de. <laughs> yes, yes, it's by way of my mother. I go to the 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 where the put po- where the press posts the photos, and you're allowed to post comments under them. My mom posted comments under these public images. <laughs> Like that are like oh what love the movie very professional like I can just <laughs> I can just see her in her accent you can read the them. accent very good oh I hope everybody see the movie <laughs> like I can tr- I just see it so anywho that was really nice that's how proud she is that's nice yeah so I'm happy I came out of retirement yes to do to do this uh, project and honestly it was funny. It was cool it was a really it was hearing the theater laugh was something that is Girl, unexpl- it was amazing i can't put words to it and there's something like oh uh, uh, it's every storyteller's dream you had a full room
1: meaning there was not an empty seat on that theater um room laughing like a carcajada like ha 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 like not mm-hmm, like pure cool. laugh for at least, what, seven times throughout a 15-minute
0: short? Listen, Jeanette's writing, Jeanette the director, Jeanette Dillon, congratulations to her. Yep. And also my co-star, Ileana. Like, it was a combination. And when you nail something, like, to that kind of, like, synergy that's required to get collective people with different experiences, mm-hmm. different walks of life mm-hmm. to laugh at words on a page.
1: I feel like said aloud, everyone that was involved in this um, short was equally talented on their own field, and that showed. Because... It's cool. I already told you, and I'm going to say it on mic. <laughs> Everyone was great, but your short, in my opinion, stand out... Clara, no like one believes you. Clara, you're my lot. friend.
0: Clara, you're my friend.
1: No, no, no. It's not, it's not your acting only. It's the whole short. Like, the way it was produced, the way it was directed, the guion, the... the The dialogue on it, the actors, well, actresses as well, everything. Like to me, from the, like, it's number one. And from number one to number two, there's a huge gap. (laughs) And imagine to number five, because we saw five shorts uh, throughout, you know, on the (laughs) convener.
0: They were, they were all so great. Shout out to D-Nasty and Sasha Mercy, who also were a part of another short there. Clara! Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just cool. I definitely want to, I like soft unquit. Like, I, I once you experience that, it's kind of hard not to, like, want to seek we it were, I remember we were having
1: a conversation right before um, the premiere, And you were like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, well, Brie, I don't know. Like, it's been a while, you know, so maybe let's see how it goes. Clara said, girl, if
0: you suck, that's it. Hang your hat, girl. It's a (laughs) a wrap. Let's do this. Do something else, girl. But
1: then I saw you and I was like, do not quit. (laughs) I repeat, do not quit.
0: (laughs) Time is coming. Your time is coming. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It was nice (laughs) to see, like, it was just very valid. No, it's like validating because like, 10 years of work. I was telling my therapist this. It's like so much of what wanted a uh, wanted. First of all, when I say quit, I don't mean entertainment. I don't mean production. I still wanted to write and I still want to produce my own stuff or help other people produce their things. Mm-hmm. It was the acting part. I think that 10 years is long enough for you to be like, oh, I couldn't earn a living doing this. Okay. Like, and by 10 years, uh, it's flojo. It's a little uh, loosey-goosey Loose because down. within that time, I also had breaks and I also quit <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> 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 um, but- I mean that it was it's validating to see it with your own eyes something tangible you see your works mm-hmm. like oh oh okay now i see all those hours thousands of hours of training auditioning reading scripts analyzing scripts scene study working with other actors and write. like oh i see it okay it's just it's just validating not that i ever doubted my ability no, but it's also but. it's
1: always nice to you know Mm-hmm. The very comforting, you know, the comforting. it's comforting. Yeah, it is.
0: So that's cool. Um, shout out to everyone involved. Shout out to Clara for coming out. You didn't have to. You went to LA to support. You're literally the most supportive. One of the most supportive people in my life. I'm so excited. Also, guys, her birthday is coming up. Oh, uh, stop it! Her birthday, t- up. her birthday is coming up. Her birthday is coming up. She don't want to say anything. Why anyway. I say I have said something right Jesus now? Christ. Her birthday is yeah. coming up, everybody. Her birthday, <laughs> I repeat, is coming. You can send deliverables to WTF no. Media Studios Stop. for uh, the Croquette's birthday. Thank no. you very much. Anyways, are you going to get me some croquetas? I absolutely will. I absolutely will. <laughs> I have to. I have to find a day for us to do something. I know. Oh, a day for us to get away from work. That's oh, and I mean uh, not to bring it back to the event. It was a nice little like plucked out of reality to see what, it, what another kind of reality could be. Mm-hmm. But Lord, it feels like I'm still looking. I'm in the exile, baby. Yeah, <laughs> we're in exile. And I see it from a distance. I see the Hollywood sign from a distance. And it's been tough. I think the Bible babes know too. You can tell. Like we haven't been on our P's and Q's. Yeah. We haven't. You know, posting late. we where episodes lay. Uh, Instagram, Fort yeah. Rotten, they basically. can tell. They can tell, and I know that you guys can tell. We acknowledge it. We're sorry. God, what are we gonna do for your birthday? This I'm gonna Nothing. clip out. Croquetas. No, I we're gonna do... go to
1: Little Spain Market, and we're gonna buy croquetas, and we're gonna eat them. Hmm. See how for your birthday you only wanted to go to movies and have dinner, and you made it very explicit that you don't want anything else. Not even a gift. Matter of fact, you gifted me for your birthday. Mm -hmm. So now you listen to me. We're going to go. We're going to eat croquetas. And we're going to go home.
0: Can I add one thing? Okay. Can we go dancing? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. You know, I can never say no to that. Okay. Well, that let me plan. Let me handle these things. And I will get back to you. A little mini miniature moral of the story is... Don't give up on yourselves. Don't quit your dreams. Don't quit your day jobs either while you're pursuing your dreams, know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like, stay on, man. Stay on that horse. Keep riding. What's destined for you is destined for you. Mm-hmm. Ooh, boy, I can't wait to be on the other side. And even when I'm on the other side, I won't feel like I'm on the other side. I wanna be looking at another side. You know what I mean? Anywho, if this, <sighs> if this is like a message for anyone, like stay on that horse, man. Mm. if it's if it's for you it's for you keep your head down and prayers keep up head up head no? down head down prayers up head down get be, meaning como sigue trabajando mm. like keep keep Focused. working at it okay. focus head down prayers up mm. and that's i'm saying it to myself and this if this weekend in la was any reminder it's like it's that the work the work will show for itself it's there's no True. you can't Just like you can't fake the the work, you also can't dim the work either. I Mm -hmm. can't turn off that work. The work is visible. So, anywho, without further ado, let's hop into this week's story. The last 39 chapters of Isaiah have certainly had passages of judgment, but also of comfort and hope. Now, today's episode, beginning with Isaiah chapter 40, the tone shifts to being predominantly full of comfort and blessing and full of the glory of God. High tangy, not high tangy. There are 66 chapters of the book of Isaiah. There are also 66 chapters of the Bible, I mean, at least our Bible. You know, I know Catholics have, I think, 72 or 74. But anywho, it always reminds me of being like a, a, a mini Bible within the Bible is the book of Isaiah. Mm. Uh, I was saying before, the book of Isaiah was so challenging in terms of themes. It's like AP calculus, if we're thinking about the Bible as books. Uh, it's been extremely challenging for me to like uh, uh, read through and try and comprehend. It just takes me a lot longer. So um, that's why this week we're going to focus more on one chapter, chapter forty. Which took me hours to do, and I may bop into chapter forty-three for a little bit, a little bit of razzle dazzle. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, for what was I? That was like that was a high tangy, but a necessary high tangy for me. I have
1: a question, what? two questions actually, of your high tangy. Yes. And here comes my atheist ignorance. Okay, but what question number one is? You said Catholics have seventy-two chapters, and you have sixty-six books. Books, books. books
0: sorry. Mm-hmm. Where do they get the extra books from? I can only trust that 66 that were chosen were chosen for a reason, right? I'm not smart enough to figure out what the selection process was. All I know is that they either could not be proven, they couldn't be noted, they couldn't be... They didn't make it. They didn't make the cut, right? right. But actually, Clara, I I would love to know, because the Catholic Bible has another name too. Oh, could wow. you... could Yeah, it does. Could you look up a little bit of the Catholic Bible? Wait, the Bible has names? Isn't it called the Bible? It's the Holy Bible. It is called the Holy Bible. But the Catholic book, and uh, you should see how many there are. I think it's 72. That's a good question, Clara.
1: Catholic Bible is a Christian Bible that includes the whole 73. 73. Book canon recognized by the Catholic Church, including the, well, wow, there's no way I can pronounce this, rock Deo- yes. Deo- Canon. Do
0: not do.
1: Deuterocanon. Yes. Así que nos aclaramos. A term used for some scholars by Catholics to denote the books of the Old Testament. Mm.
0: So Bibles used by Catholics differ in the number and order of books from those typically found in the Bibles used by Protestants. As Catholic Bibles retain in their canon seven books that are regarded as non-canonical in Protestantism. Huh. Huh. They were removed from the Bible by the Protestant Church in the 1800s. These books are as true as today as they were in the 1800s before they were omitted from the Bible.
1: And I had another question. What's up? with up, up? High G. Yes, yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. You said
1: that you'd like to see this episode, this book, as a mini Bible within the Bible yeah. because it's 66 out of 66. Does see the same way that the Bible covers pretty much everything for the whole Bible? Does this mini book cover
0: everything in a smaller scale as well? Exactly. Oh. That's exactly it, but I would argue that it's even so. It's like the Express Bible. <laughs> yes, yes, the Bible Express, the Book of Isaiah. Sure, <laughs> we should rename the episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly, the Bible Express. It's like, you know, have you ever? Um, do you remember uh, the, the things, those online summer summaries, Spark Notes, like when you were in college and you didn't have time to read a book or whatever? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only it's harder though. Isaiah, I find to be it's so f- rich in contents. Did you know that the the book of Isaiah is also the most quoted in the New Testament? Oh. Yeah, it's just one of those.
1: Maybe because it's the mini Bible
0: of the Bible. Like I mean, it has everything there. Don't so. quote me. That's a high tangy off my brain, but I really just <laughs> feel like it. And mm. I'm still coming. I'm, I, 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 everyone knows, but like I've been, I've been having a rebellious heart lately. And we're in like the hardest book. <laughs> like it's like, oh, is this a test? Is this a test? Um, but uh, I have some good tutors. But even then, it's like you got to get you got to do the work. It's hard. It's a it's a baby. It's a baby mini Bible Express. And it's taken us forever to get through. We've been in Isaiah for the last three months. Mm-hmm. I mean, six to six chap- um, chapters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's tough. It's not. Well, that was there. Yeah. Yeah. That was the end of the high tangy.
0: Thank you, Clara's high tangy. <laughs> Moving right along. Of the Brianna's high tangy. High tangy squared? <laughs> <laughs> yes, talking about, uh, speaking of calculus. Speaking of calculus. Okay. Let's uh, move on. Exiles are a common theme in the Bible. I mean, off rip, exiles were a thing. I mean, do you remember when Adam and Eve broke the sacred covenant with God at the Garden of Eden? The second they took a bite out of that fruit, it was done. The Lord banished them from the garden. In a way, they were in their own exile. And humanity's exile, led up to the building of the Tower of Babel. According to Genesis, the Babylonians wanted to make a name for themselves by building a mighty city and a tower with its top in the heavens. But God disrupted the work by confusing the language of the workers so that they could no longer understand one another, and the city was never completed. And that's how the people were dispersed over the face of the earth. Some people think that that's a myth, but that's kind of the story of the Tower of Babel. They mm. would do it yet? Uh, way in the beginning. And I think uh, I only I think briefly I touched here. on it, but it was oh. back in Genesis, back with Wheezy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was a long, long, long time ago. Mm. But I think... I think like, that's a popular
1: thing that you hear, no, Babel? Yeah. It's one of these things that always made me, me feel ignorant because I don't know about the Bible. People would reference it. I'm like... I have no idea what you're talking about right now. I'm
0: happy that you have referent that it like triggers biblical. But like, even if you're not a biblical learner or don't, like just historically, the Babylonian empire mm. is something that was super prominent. Fair. Um, uh, but I'm happy that your brain goes to the Bible. <laughs> I'm into that. Anyways, today we are going to talk about the Babylonians again. Centuries later, where Israelites are in exile at the hands of these Babylonians, all right? So like we said last week at the book of Nahum, it happened around 1612 BC. Well, the Babylonians conquered Assyria. By the way, this happened a 100 years-ish after prophet Isaiah already prophesied about it. And prophet Isaiah has prophesied about the Babylonian takeover. Mm-hmm. Chapter 13, he talks about it. Chapter 20, it's they're sprinkled all throughout the book of Isaiah. And remember, Israel was already held captive by the Assyrians at this time. So it's like captivity to the second degree, right? Because mm-hmm. they were captives, right? And now they're watching their captors get become captives yeah they're watching their bullies get bullied by an even bigger bully it's like a russian doll (laughs) yes yes like a russian doll where these israelites were in the middle and could you imagine the chaos of already being captive and not knowing what what the babylonians are are capable of which we later find out of a lot Mm because the babylonians that's not the babylonians were big bad wolves Big, even bigger wolves than the Assyrians. Uh-oh. They took over uh, uh, Israel and Judah mu- twice. Multiple times this has happened in history. Mm-hmm. You have a question? No, I was just thinking. <laughs> you guys, you guys don't see this, but I see Clara over there in the corner. And her. whenever I say something, she'll be like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the
0: whole time. I'm like,
1: what, what? what? <laughs> no, because by now I was thinking like the captives. The first ones that were captives then they see their captors get captivated and it's like yeah that's right suck it up but yeah, then yeah, yeah. the ones that i captured them are
0: worse than the first one so it's like uh-oh, uh-oh. shit no <laughs> so exactly. that's what was going through
1: my head basically they're
0: in exile and you know what's crazy it's like they can probably like, could you imagine being in exile and like seeing your old land from a distance mm. like oh that that's not worse i know you see it right there I know. Actually, uh, and I don't want to jump because we're only doing chapter 40. It's all I could um, process for this week for you guys, Bible babes. But I know that when I was reading chapter 43, high tangy, not high tangy, but the Lord tells the people of Israel to forget. And the whole time I'm thinking, wait, what do you mean? Have the Israelites forget while they're in exile Mm. because normally it's remember, remember what the Lord has done for you, remember what the Lord will do for you, remember that they're let go. Well, hold on, it was because at this time, uh, those uh, Israelites in exile were only remembering Israel when they were prosperous and amazing, whatever. And like they were reminiscing, and that these are the the second thing that they were remembering uh, or thinking about a lot. Was that the Lord did this? They were very accusatory. You know, they were depressed. If the two thoughts that keep that are, they keep ruminating over are of Look, this is all the Lord's fault, it's served. This is why my life is this way, this way. And then also the past of oh, remember when we were doing so well? Remember back in two thousand nineteen when you were fifteen pounds lighter? Saying, yeah,
1: you know what I'm saying. I mean, from an atheist point of Mm -hmm. view, I must say, how convenient for the Lord to choose to tell you now to forget now that you're mm, um,
0: blaming him for what's happening. Well, like a father, he knows that that is not productive for them, right? And also, the reason why they're there in the first place was because they broke the covenant. It goes back to all these different like it, once the contract is broken, you've made your bed. Now lay in it. And just cause you're laying in, it doesn't mean you should stay there. Just cause you sin again for the upteenth time doesn't mean you continue sinning. Mm. It means you acknowledge it, chin up, get back up. You know what I'm saying? So in the end, it's more about forgetting about what's not working. Clearly, and remembering what the Lord has done, like fill, fill, the, fill the cup that needs filling, which is mm. hope, which mm. is faith, M- more of that, less of that other stuff that's actually making you fall back. Mm. Oh, I'm thinking about the past. Oh, now I'm thinking about how we used to be so prosperous. We're not there anymore, but. It doesn't bring any good to the table. No, you're just going to continue sitting. You're going to stay there longer. Mm-hmm. You're going to grow more distant. In fact, the Lord tells us to wait And shout out to the, the Bible project. I love her. I always, I'll I'll always shout her out. I'll always credit where credit is due. She says that the, the word for wait in Hebrew is kabob or kabob. Kabob. Ooh, I'm hungry. Uh, but it meaning join. So like the Lord tells him instead of that, forget about that. You're waiting, wait, wait just wait but the direct translation is join join me get to know me Mm. i'm here get to know me and the wait will be a lot more easeful right as opposed to ruminating on the stuff that isn't working the stuff that isn't going to bring you any closer to him i'll tell you that much anywho did that make sense yeah back into the story timeline now we're at around 597 bc and The Israelite, the northern kingdom of Israel, we already know, they've been done, right? Well, guess what? Jerusalem was following that same path as the northern kingdom of Israel. Now, the siege of Jerusalem was a military campaign carried out by Nebuchadnezzar II, king of the Neo-Babylonian Empire, where he besieged Jerusalem, then capital of the kingdom of Judah. Oh, I wish we could do multiple chapters, but I don't know them well enough. I'll give you a little sprinkle dinkle, little sprinkle, sprinkle. (laughs) But in chapter 41, we hear about King Hezekiah, who is in the king of Judah. He knows what's already happening. He's praying for the Lord to have mercy on Judah because he sees what what happened in the north. They're Mm -hmm. already taking over cities in Judah. He's saying, oh my gosh, they're about to take over Jerusalem. So he prays to the Lord. He's like, Lord, give me guidance. At this point, like he was getting letters from enemy nations, like we're coming for you. We're (laughs) coming for you, right? That's in chapter uh, 41 though. And um, that's all I wanna get into for that. While the Israelites are in exile at the hands of the Babylonians, they are, of course, running to idols. Because what else are you going to do when you're accusing the Lord of, of, you know, condemning your life for good forever? There's no hope for you. The result of that is worshiping other things, idols, money, people, power, yourself, right? Uh, Pretending you are your own God now, right? So in chapter 40, verses 6 to 8, Isaiah has some... Very choice words. We are going to go to Isaiah chapter 40, verses 6 to 8. A voice says, Cry. And I said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades. When the breath of the Lord blows on it, surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades. But the word of our God will stand forever. Hmm. The word of our God. The Bible is still standing. Now I have a couple high tangies for us. Go ahead. Can I say them? Go ahead. Will you allow me to? Miss Clarke- do. Kent? Thank you very much. Ms. Clarke- Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, I have a few high tangy facts. Right? In AD 303. The Roman Emperor Diocletian demanded that every copy of the scriptures. No, serious. We're being serious here. Okay. Why he sounds Jamaican? (laughs) Not her saying the Roman Empire sounds Jamaican. Diocletian man. (laughs) Diocletian. (laughs) No, no. Back in the high TNG. Okay. So this emperor demanded that every copy of the scriptures in the Roman Empire be bor- uh, burned. Uh-oh. Wow. Yeah. I mean, th- this has happened so many times in history where I people know, try yeah, and yeah. get rid of uh, the Bible, right? But he failed. And 25 years later, the Roman emperor, Constantine, commissioned a scholar named Eusebius to prepare 50 copies of the Bible at government expense. Oh, wow. Right? Also... Voltaire, the French Enlightenment writer and philosopher, who died in 1778, said that a hundred years from his time, Christianity would be swept from existence and passed into history, and that the Bible would be forgotten, a forgotten book. Hmm. Well, many years after Voltaire's death, the Geneva Bible Society used his press And his house to produce stocks of Bibles. No, that's petty. Yep. Listen, it is what it is. Oh. Right? All right. there's There's a reason why I'm bringing all this up, right? Christian apologist Josh McDowell, who wrote the book Evidence That Demands a Verdict. Now, in McDowell's book, Evidence That Demands a Verdict, there's a passage that I want to read. And he says, written on material that perishes... Having to be copied and recopied for hundreds of years before the invention of the printing press did not diminish its style, correctness, nor existence. The Bible, compared with other ancient writings, has more manuscript evidence than any 10 pieces of classical literature combined. Okay, I, I say those things back to back to back to back just to beef up our guy, Isaiah, prophet Isaiah, (laughs) you know? Like, there is a guide for anyone that's in exile, that's anyone that's lost. The Lord is like a father. He would never expect you to automatically know how to eat, how to walk, how to do Mm -hmm. things. He sees us like little babies, right? Mm -hmm. The reminder that a relationship with God rooted in the word of God, the Bible, right? We know this, which they didn't have at the time, but anything having to do with a relationship with God is forever. Nothing can tamper with it. Nothing can, people say, your doubts may say, ah, forget about them. We'll all forget about them. Voltaire, that'll be an old book, dusty book. No one will remember what it is. Like countless other hundreds of thousands of books in the past that no one ever knows about, Mm -hmm. right? A relationship with God is forever. How do we prove that, right? Mm -hmm. How do we prove it? The proof is- In the pudding. The proof is in the pudding, too. But the (laughs) proof is also in seeking him. What better way to seek him than the word? Through the word. It's the only way. Digojo. Anywho. Application to Isaiah's chapter 40, verses 6 to 8, is also referenced again in 1 Peter, chapter 1, verses 22 to 25. Okay? He uses the passage found in Isaiah 40... He says, Why we should love one another in this way, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever, because all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is the flower of the grass. The grass withers, and its flower falls away but the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. That's First Peter. Again, New Testament, centuries after it was written by Isaiah. Again, these are, these are uh, uh, apostles, these are disciples using Isaiah's wisdom from hundreds of years before to bring it back. Like a relationship with God is forever. The word is forever. And half the stuff that we, even me, I'm, ah, I'm, uh, I feel disgusted because I'm always thinking about like, oh, my wrinkles, oh, I gotta get Botox, oh, I gotta do this, all this, all, this, all, this all this stuff that doesn't matter. Like, none of that, what is that? You're not taking that with you. You're only gonna be today's age now. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. I'm so, are frustrated. you crying? No, I'm not uh. crying. I should, <laughs> I should cry. Now, this exile does not discriminate. Both young and old began to worship idols. Exile is exile, any way you spin it, okay? Let's hop into some scripture to see what Isaiah has to say about these accusatory young and old people. (laughs) Isaiah chapter 40, verses 16 to 20. Lebanon would not suffice for fuel, nor are its beasts enough for a burnt offering. All the nations are as nothing before him, They are accounted by him as less than nothing in emptiness. To whom then will you liken God? Or what likeness compares with him? An idol? Of craftsmen's cast it, and a goldsmith overlays it with gold and casts it for its silver chains? He who is too impoverished for an offspring chooses wood that will not rot. He seeks out a skillful craftsman to set up an idol that will not move. Mm. We're going to fast forward to Isaiah 40, verse 27. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? When you're too lost in the sauce of your own exile, it can seem like salvation is so far away. To whom then will you liken God? Or what likeness compares with him? Nothing compares. Mm. And at this point, Isaiah, like I said, this chapter has a softer hand, right? Because he sees that these people really need it. Gosh, how layered is the Lord? He knows exactly what tone to use when we need it. He says, all you have to do is wait. Wait. See, in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, he says, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. The Lord wants us to wait, and not in the wait that we know from Webster's Dictionary. Hebrew wait, which means join him. Join. Mm. You know, it's it's so nutty because my brain automatically goes to how would someone in exile hear that or someone who's already, doesn't have a relationship with God, they'd be like, well, how do I start? Where do I even begin?
1: I mean, you have all the time in the world, no? you can start by praying.
0: Oh, uh, little gold star, little Clara, <laughs> you start by praying. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like, you know, you, oh, you know, it's so funny. Cause it's like, what if I don't have access to the Bible? what if I don't have it? Like these people, they didn't have, they didn't have these leather bound Bibles in front of them. Mm. You're right. If you start by praying, like praying to see this through, I see that this is my exile. Like te- teach me how to love you. Teach me how to wait. How, don't, don't, I want to wait. Like, no, teach me how, teach me how. And he'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> teach me how to wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. Lord, give me strength. Mm, it's not lip service. Anywho, I'm really trying my best here, you know, cause it's hard to talk about this when you yourself are in exile and I'm not a pastor mm-hmm. and I'm not a priest, nor do I wanna be. Mm-hmm. I can't, I don't have those tools. Those aren't my gifts. Put me in front of a camera and tell a couple of jokes. Ha ha! So I can do that. <laughs> but, you know, it's so it's tough that we're talking about exile and I'm in exile. Maybe you can apply. It. I'm trying. I'm certainly trying. And you know, shout out to Baba um Jova, who reached out to me and said, "Hey man, if you need, if you need a like a big brother, we're here. I'm here. Aww, you know, which is so, so awesome. Nice. Yeah. Um, oh man. Yeah." It's times like when you need that, this is when you need community the most. Mm. And that's why Claire, having you around has been so amazing. It's like a reminder. I have to get up. I have to get up and like show up, you know, anywho, exiles are tough, man. Withstanding, surviving in exile is tough. Now we're going to bop into 42 because 66 chapters and we got places to be. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And. The Lord is presented as having like a, a softer hand, a softer side. Like I was saying before, the Lord is a just God. He's never going to give you more than you can handle. <laughs> That's a terrible thing to say when you're in it in the in the pits. He'll never give you more than what you can handle. It's like, well, I'm here right now, and I can't well, you're handling
1: it. Though you're still here,
0: <laughs> but you're still here. Yes, and it's never too late. Oh man, it's never too late to reach out. Um, It's so, man, even when we're not faithful to him, he's always faithful to us. We don't deserve it, man. We don't deserve it. Let's go into some scripture. Isaiah chapter 42, verses two to three. He will not cry aloud or lift up his voice or make it heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break and a faintly burning wick he will not quench. Man, a bruised reed he will not break. He will not cry aloud or lift up his voice. That's really nice to hear. You know, oh, that gives me a little bit of comfort right now. That, I don't know what I'm saying. Claire, I want to quit, you know? No, you can't. I got it in double camera. You can't quit. Oh. Well, it's okay. Well, I'll continue then. Because that verse should give you, give anyone in exile a little bit of comfort. He's not going to raise his voice in front of people while you're still learning. He's here. It's kind of like looking at your child, like, get up. I'm not going to do anything now. Like, let's, you're, it's just you and me right now. Get up. I remember when my mom used to do that, like when she, she'd be like, you know what I'm saying? Well, the Lord's not being unkind, but it gives us comfort. And it also lays out the plan of the Lord's restoration. This isn't the end. This exile may it may appear to be all that you know, all that you see. The Lord has already seen the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I say this all the time. If life was a YouTube video, the Lord knows what's happening towards the end of the video. You're only in the middle. Right. You know, like Yeah. And I can only under, I can only try and communicate what the Holy Spirit is evoking in me when I read that text, and mm-hmm. it's that of, oh, okay, Rest- restoration. This is the beginning of the Lord telling you there's a plan. This is not the end. Mm-hmm. This is all for restoration, which actually ends up happening. That's not the end. You guys have, you guys, we've been bopping around, you know. So we've been a little bit forward. The Book of Nahum actually happens after what we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. So we know that they become re- that they become restored. We know this already. We know it. You know it internally. He will not cry aloud or lift up his voice or make it heard in the street. A bruised reed, he will not break. This is restorative at the end of the day. Hi Tandy, not hi tandy. It reminds me of tretinoin, you know that skincare product that all it's all the rave right now. No. It like keeps you from like developing Deepening wrinkles and all this other stuff, retinoids. You know what I'm saying? These an active product in skincare that's every dermatologists have been knowing about it, but now thanks to TikTok and the internet, now you have like 18-year-olds buying tretinoin. And it's like, what are you doing? But anywho, it's kind of like uh uh the Lord's tretinoin. If our if our ailments and our woes were wrinkles, it's kind of like, hey, the Lord's got the retinoids. You want that retinoid cream girl? <laughs> I got, the Lord's like, no, Isaiah, not the Lord. Isaiah's like, I can write you a prescription. (laughs) What you need. You know what I'm saying? Anyhow, it's nice. It's nice to know that. It's very comforting. I guess I mean, what would someone need in exile? Confirmation that the word is forever, that our relationship with God is forever. You've covered that. That's really comforting to know that your doubts, your fears, your woes, your loss, your mourning, your grief, your... Those things, even if they feel like they're forever in the moment, to know that our Father reminds us through prophets, through disciples, through apostles, that that's not forever. A relationship, a closeness with him, a hunger for the Lord is forever. Ooh, I don't know who needed to hear that. I sure did. Well, anyways, chapter 43 is my favorite. Clara, do you want to know why it's my favorite? Why? Because God reminds Israel— Don't fear, don't fear, throw (laughs) it out the window. Not because everything's gonna be peachy, clean and amazing, but because we belong to him. If this is Club Yahweh, Jesus is the bouncer. We just say our names at the door and we get in. No cover fee, it's already been paid. full bar you're no kidding you remove the bar bar i mean the wine
1: you got bread and wine all night long
0: bread and wine that is hilarious that is so funny um just like just like endless like you know brunch yeah bottomless bottomless, bottomless wine, wine. Oh my God, I'm trying to figure out if that's funny or blasphemous, but I'm keeping that in. <laughs> All right, you guys, I need to put some emphasis on this cause it's hot. The Israelites are currently in the throes of exile. Am I making that clear? It's intense, okay? The Babylonian exile as noted in chapter 43 verse two shows us what happens a hundred years after Isaiah already wrote it down. It happened already. And later on in Bible stories with Brianda, when we go to the book of Daniel, it gives us a little bit more details about what we're talking about right now. Understood? But we're in Isaiah. So let's focus on Isaiah. I get excited. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Chapter 43, everybody, grab your books, grab your snacks. Verses 13 to 19. Also, henceforth, I am he. There is none who can deliver from my hand. I work, and who can turn it back? Oh. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake I send to Babylon and bring them all down as fugitives, even the Chaldeans in the ships in which they rejoice. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters? Who brings forth chariot and horse? Army and warrior. They lie down. They cannot rise. They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Hi Tangi, not Hi Tangi. Did you know that the Lord uses enemies and enemy nations? as a part of his will to, to push forward his plan for us. Even though those enemies are do not fear God, know nothing about him, don't have a relationship with him. The Lord is using them. You know, there was a point in, in, uh, uh, second Chronicles where the Assyrians are talking to, I think Hezekiah, King Hezekiah, a commander of the Assyrians is talking to King Hezekiah. And, uh, He's trying to instill fear in Judah, saying like, I don't know why you guys are, why are you guys thinking about getting chummy with the Egyptians? This is an enemy telling them, you're going to go to the Egyptians? Tuh, have fun with that. (laughs) The Assyrians weren't wrong, technically. You know what I'm saying? That, That reminds me of how sometimes like the enemy or a really disturbing, painful, hard season in life, like... They may, they're, they're there to give you some wisdom, even mm-hmm. if it's packaged in a really weird way, ah, an uncomfortable way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake I sent to Babylon. Let's go back to verse 18. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth, do you not perceive it? Here we have Isaiah calling for them to forget the things of the past just like the Lord has chosen to forget about their sins. Why would the Lord do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you think about it, that's what the Lord is doing. He's seeing past all of this. He knows what you did. He's not holding on to that. He's not constantly thinking about that. Mm -hmm. The Lord would be more rageful, more wrathful, more like the Lord that we think is scary. You know, there wouldn't be room for the one that, is more compassionate. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even, if you only thought about when the Lord was wrathful, you wouldn't be Christian. You wouldn't, who would? Yeah, who wants to be, yeah. Who wants to be in a relationship with someone who is just, unjust. It's not just to be only wrathful. I don't want to, I don't want, if, if I was, God forbid, if I'm a, I'm not a criminal, but God forbid I was in court and the judge was super heavy handed unwilling to see my experiences or even the experience of the person I'm in court with. Mm -hmm. No one wants to see a judge like that. That's what makes the Lord, Lord, he's our just God. Well, if you've made it to the end of this episode or to the end of Isaiah, you can infer that God had ordained for Israel to go through the experience of exile, to be transformed and to find a lasting relationship with God. Exile was the only way to save these rebellious souls of the Israelites, okay? Exile brought them to their knees. God knew that only when they were put in a position where they must go to God for survival, even when all else looks dark and hopeless, they would start to receive him more fully than they ever had before. And the good news is that God is a healer, God is a redeemer, we already know this, right? He restores, it redeems. And puts the pieces back together and makes us even better than we were before. That is how I can sum up Isaiah chapters 40 to 43. Now let's get into this week's moral of the story. (laughs) Moral of the story is our own exile is inescapable. Funny enough, our own human failings seem to be noted on the fine print of being alive. Corruption. War. Power, abuse of power, greed, savagery, hypocrisy, you name it, these all make up little pieces of conflict embedded in this world and in us, like internal exiles, our own Babylon. Today's readings of Isaiah remind us, however, that exile is not the end of our story. It doesn't have to be, anyway. Isaiah chapter 40, verses 30 to 31 says, even youths shall faint and be weary and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. When we are all faced with threats from other nations or temptations to give up and give in to our human failings, we are making a choice, kind of like choosing your own adventure. No one else is making that choice for you. Do you want to be hopeful or not? When God tells us to behold the nations, he is saying, look carefully. He is saying, choose who you will serve and who you are committing your soul to both in comfort and exile, especially in exile. (gasps) Ooh, hey father, how'd I do? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, there's something kind of nutty talking about exile while being in exile, but I'm not dressed like I'm in exile. I mean, look at this bow, look at me. This giant bow lord, it's covering my tater tots.